podcast name played nobody s p plus sunday hurry up edition i never say that the right the, the same way twice so it's the s p plus show that's all you need to know bill yeah um i did not come up with a funny like moniker for this weekend i didn't think of anything um well that's because nothing really happened i mean things happened texas yeah. back Back, back, back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Back, back, back. Oh man. That meme, last... that meme got annoying. On Saturday night in our, our Slack room, it was kind of funny because like Jason, you know, Jason Kirk is always in there because he works 40 hours a weekend. But um, you know, everybody just kind of came to the realization at the same time, like, so uh this was not the greatest Saturday of football, and nothing really happened besides Texas. So um This is true. I, I wrote a post gamer for the LSU Florida. It might've been the most boring piece that I've ever written in my life. Um, we'll talk about LSU Florida in a second. We'll talk about all of it in a second. Um, I think most of the things we want to talk about for the recap are in fall into the top 25, including your, uh, <laughs> your dispassionate observance of Missouri, South Carolina. Are you ready? Let's do it. Yep. 25 teams in 25 minutes. Start ish. now. 25 ish minutes. Ish. It's the four and one Utah state Aggies. Guess yeah, who they was, beat? They beat BYUP. <laughs> um, how, how long are we legally required to do that? Because I know we have a lot of BYU people. I don't know. The dude, I mean, the dude spent 30 bucks. I just want to give you know, yeah, that's true. Not another week or so, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I, I got kind of snarky on Twitter on Friday night after, or while that game was wrapping up, just saying, hey, S&P told you guys Utah State was awesome. You just didn't listen. Um, S&P did not tell you that Utah State was that awesome. However, it said, it said they were going to beat BYU, uh, sorry, BYUP by like eight points. Uh, they, they weren't going to completely and thoroughly demolish them. Uh, but they did. They, this is a good team. This is a real good team. This is the kind of the Utah state team. I was been waiting for Matt Wells to put together because it seemed like he's been close to it for like four years now. Um, and I'm just really, really curious if they can keep it up because look at the, look at the G5 picture right now. Our murder Smurfs, um, are, are, are kind of just like, uh, got murdered. You know, <laughs> obeying all traffic laws smurfs at this point it was really weird that was a weird loss for them because yeah. it was just, it was very anti-mountain west it was very anti-g5 uh uh matt wells was a coach i kept hearing about in the last year on don't write him off and don't say he's on the hot seat yeah and i heard that from a lot of places uh which, which made me happy because i mean including his ad last year he was like look it's it they had injury problems he yeah. is a good coach they are they have now put it back together so rare so rare you get that second chance at the right. same job in a consecutive fashion yeah and i mean they, they lost a ton of close games which can after a while be a sign of bad coaching but in the short term you're not, never really all that sure um they just seemed like they were really on the on the doorstep for a couple of years and now they are uh they're flying they're they're 25th and and as i was about to say like they're they're third among mid-majors you got central florida at nine or sorry fourth um there's you got ucf at nine you got appalachian state at 12 you've got fresno state at 20 and you've got utah state at 25 um this is a really well. It's a very boring G five New Year's Six bowl picture right now because until Central Florida loses, nothing matters. Uh, but if Central Florida were to lose, this would become a really, really weird and interesting race. Uh, good win for Utah State. Uh, Utah State back. There's your damn lead. Uh, okay, we're gonna uh, talk about number twenty four Kentucky in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give you exactly the one minute that you get on this format to talk oh, about Missouri. Please. Go. There's not even you cannot summarize the 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 game that, that that took place in Columbia, South Carolina in in like one minute. Missouri outgained South Carolina by like let's see, 
Uh, where to go? They got they outgained them by a yard and a half per play by 113 yards overall. They had a success rate that was 14 percent higher than South Carolina's. They created two more scoring opportunities, nine to seven. Uh, they 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 were worse at finishing drives, but only marginally so. 4.29 points per uh, for, per opportunity to four. Uh, they won the field position battle by a couple of by like a decimal point. Uh, they basically, and then their turnover margin was, was a minus one, which was a legit minus one. It went like an unlucky minus one, but it's still only minus one, not like minus six. Uh, and, and they also blocked a punt and stopped a fake field goal and then stopped another punt that had been mishandled in the rain and they lost. Like, I, like it's, it, it really is just the most amazing thing. But from a, from a post-game win expectancy standpoint, uh, that's what I was talking about, tossing the key stats from a game, the ones that generally predict wins. Uh, toss them into the air, they land, and they say you would have won this game X percent of the time. You remember that Memphis-Navy game earlier in the year where Memphis lost to Navy but stayed where they were in the ranking yep. because it was like 97%? Missouri's mm-hmm. was 96%. Um, like the, it, it really was truly a, an amazing Saturday in Columbia, South Carolina, complete with rain delays and camera situations where like the guy started like just zooming in randomly with uh, like any, with no knowledge of where the ball was. Then the cameraman had to go inside. So the cameras didn't move at all. It was amazing. It was just an amazing Saturday. You're like a minute over. Okay. Well, it's my show. Damn it. It's, or it's half my show. I can go as long as I want. Angry Missouri fan notes that the Tigers come in at 23. Uh, number 22 is NC State. They are undefeated. They beat Boston College. It dawns on me now. Imagine what we would know and what we think we know about NC State had they played West Virginia. That yeah. was one of the that was one of the games that got affected by the hurricane. And looking back now, really good game. Yeah, and it almost helps that both teams that they didn't play because a neither one lost, and b like nobody. I, I was talking about West Virginia in depth and all that. They had no, they, they they couldn't get hurt if they didn't play. Nobody got hurt. Um, but you know, from a from a football standpoint, it is a massive shame that we didn't see it because this is two top twenty to twenty five caliber teams. And by the way, I, I'm putting together the stuff for the stat profiles that'll go back up tomorrow. NC State now has a forty one percent chance of finishing with either zero or one losses. Whoa. Well, you'll know really soon because starting on the 20th of October, they have Clemson, Syracuse, Florida State. So, yeah. And Clemson, at the very least, will tell us. Well, who, who the hell knows what to expect out of Syracuse and FSU, but Clemson is obviously. I, I think both are equipped enough to, to at least provide a challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Clemson, completely different caliber. We'll talk about caliber, calibers of team, teams in a second. I'm tongue-tied today. Speaking of someone who just – I can't even come up with a transition. Oklahoma State's at 21 uh you suck now sort of <laughs> yeah they're but iowa state's also but iowa state's also good now and it kind of takes them a minute to get the engine hot so it's like i i i'm think i'm okay with oklahoma state you suck now iowa state is up to 45th they're, they're two and three and up to 45th right behind colorado who's five and oh which that's kind of fun um no oklahoma state's just kind of reverting to form they're now 14th on offense remember when we were talking about their defense and how kind of hot it was you know, there for they, a while they're 54th in, in defensive s&p plus now um, and yeah, they're down from 12th. So it S and P was obviously not impressed, but they're still, they're, 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 they're still a good team, obviously, but they are obviously eliminating themselves from big 12 contention. When you start off losing two home games Four, by the way, four home upset losses, uh, for the Oklahoma state Cowboys in the last two years in conference play. Four Texas tech and TCU last year. I mean, TCU wasn't a huge upset, obviously, I mean, sorry, Kansas State and TCU last year, Texas Tech and Iowa State this year. 
They're still probably going to beat Texas. Moving on. Uh, at number 20, it's the 4-1 and one Fresno State Bulldogs. Jeff Tedford just doing the damn thing again? Yeah, they again! 21-3, slow and ugly, but they beat Nevada. Yep. Nevada. Nevada. It's going to be Nevada. I don't care. Yeah, I think uh, it's 21-3. to three. I think it, I, it just comes out Nevada for me. Um, good win. Good defense. Sure. Yeah, okay. that's all that we need to say right now. They're they're they're, they're so compact. There's there's no real narrative to draw. It's kind of like San Diego State in a way. <laughs> kind of, yeah, and, and it, it does. Between Fresno and Utah State, the Mountain West is still alive. Uh, Fresno's loss to Minnesota is not quite as impressive as 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 Utah State's loss to Michigan State. But obviously, yeah. if one of them gets to the finish line with one loss and a Mountain West title, uh, and UCF has lost, still a key. Then, um, yeah, maybe number nine. Number 19 is LSU. We'll talk about them in a second. Number 18. We'll talk Auburn. about them. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about them in a second. And number 17, Texas A&M. So let's yeah. talk about A&M in Kentucky. Um, <sighs> well, they it's a run-based offense. And when the run ain't working, That's, there's no offense. I know. I mean, I, I was really – I didn't expect this to happen. I kind of thought they'd go into College Station, honestly. Look, Elko's doing a great job, man. <laughs> He's doing a great job. Yeah. We, we talk a lot about not wanting to, to really put anything on first years because we don't really know. And I like comparative analytics, bad. Um, but Texas A&M a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, and some of the stuff that they've done on defense this year, dramatically different. Um, I'm not saying it's worth your seven and a half million dollars guaranteed a year or whatever, right, but yeah, like, I'm not sure anything is, but uh, it's uh I was impressed because this is, it's not going to go down by the end of the season that that shine will wear off. Cause it's just perception bias with Kentucky and everything else. But like, this was a really good win against a good sec team. Yeah, and I was really rooting for this Kentucky thing to happen. Like I was really kind of enjoying oh, just big the time, dude, especially before Georgia. Stuff. But by the end of the game, it was a situation where like it, it, it was gonna, I was going to ache for whoever lost that game. Um, you know, because Kentucky was so close um, and they just, you know, again, I mean this, this, uh, uh very much illustrated what I've been saying about Kentucky. Like, let's not, Benny Snell's, Benny Snell's awesome, but their defense is why they're winning. Um, their offense was terrible. Probably didn't get Snell enough touches, but he didn't, he wasn't doing, getting a ton done with him when he got them. Uh, and their defense is now third in defensive S&P plus. Uh, they just, they needed, they just needed one more, a couple of offensive plays that just never came. And, and A&M was able to, to take it. Did not think I would have a better idea about A&M's defense over its offense at this point in year one. And yet here we are. Yeah. They're 23rd in defense right now, 33rd in offense, 47th in special teams. Really what Jimbo Fisher has brought to the table as much as anything is just general competence. There, there are no massive strengths, but there aren't any weaknesses either. And it's working pretty well. It is indeed. They come in number 17, number 16 in Miami. Uh, damn near gave, gave the damn thing away. Yeah. Um, so much to talk about. Um, it's a game. I watched the end of the third, the beginning of the fourth quarter. Cause I was watching LSU Florida up against that, but blah, Florida state. Uh, I know we got to talk about Miami in this context, but uh, Florida state, how much do I want? I couch a compliment. Yeah. I think they, they, they kind of stood around why Miami did a lot of dumb right. stuff. Their offense never really did anything. Yeah. 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 Um, so, three, 3.1 yards per play for the afternoon or for the evening, 26% success rate. And they almost won. Um, but yeah, and then, Miami and then late in the game, you just see it, you just see it absolutely. Yeah. Fall apart. You see yeah, every my, 
everything revert to form to one of the worst Florida state offenses. <laughs> yeah. And Miami has obviously got a very good defense too. They were able to start forcing not only mistakes, but big mistakes. Um, big I do mistake. hate that, you know, you, a rivalry game gets determined at least in part by a really, really, really either somewhere between shaky and bad officiating decision. It was uh, bad. It was bad. Lateral. Uh, there was one, like every time I decided, okay, yeah, that was definitely bad. Then, uh, then my eyes would be like, but wait a second. And you can almost, but no, uh, it was probably bad. We uh, have to mention the fact that this was a big, this was a rivalry game. I think it was like sold out ish sort of at the dolphin stadium. And my Mark Rick team got way down and came way back. Yeah. So well, let's, and, let's say that was, for the record. Okay. Yeah. FSU did a lovely job as playing the underdog role. They, you know, got that scuffle going. It was like, they basically got in Miami's head and then just got out of the way and it gave, it got them a three touchdown lead, but I guess number 15, good. Mississippi state. I thought we were firing Joe Moorhead last week. What did I tell y'all? <laughs> what did I say? Yeah. Their offense fell further. They're 48th in offense now, but they're 10th in defense. Um, they did a really nice job of just basically saying, look, here's what we can do. <laughs> here's let's, we, we, we thought we were going to be good at all these things. We're only good at these things. Let's uh, gussy that up as much as possible. Let's uh, like it almost, I, I mean, you'd have to ask him. It seemed like they were using like even more motion, even more things to just try to slow down Auburn's defensive front a hair. Um, and Nick Fitzgerald is now officially the best rushing quarterback in the history of the sec. And he, he rushed and rushed and rushed and rushed. Um, so we're firing Gus. <sighs> we're not firing Gus. No, by the way, the ultimate game of inches here, you know, you had the Mississippi state touchdown that either was a touchdown or stopped at the one inch line. Then you had the Auburn fumble. That was either a touchdown or a fumble at the one inch line. Uh, this, this very easily could have just, I mean, this easily could have been like a three or seven point Auburn win. Um, but it wasn't. We get to enjoy some madness on the planes at least for a couple of weeks. Um, but before they upset a team, they have no business upsetting <laughs> Georgia, Alabama, either one. Um, okay, let's move on. Back. Oh wait, no, we're still in the SEC. Florida, <laughs> you're five and one. Yeah, you are. You're five and one, girl. That, that was such an LSU Florida game. Like, uh, I really. Me, right. So this is my thought. Every, like you know when like a, a mission impossible movie is out or like you like you go to the movies for another movie and they're like this summer another mission impossible movie right? <laughs> so, and for some of you it might be like a fast and the furious thing which i know like kind of became kitsch but then not and then it was zeitgeist and then it was not like i don't <laughs> even know if it's like ironically cool to go to those movies. i don't know but for me it's like a mission impossible movie where i'm like i don't need this at all nor am i excited about it right it's not like oh my god it's batman versus galactus or no you're just like it's mission impossible movie right and then you go and you're like damn that was high quality that was everything i wanted from both sides i got the chase sequence and the fist fight and the da 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 like every time you watch lsu florida you get a quality viewing experience yeah i really a quality writing experience on the other hand was hard because like I, I got into the like early fourth quarter. That was one I of the games. That they're boring though. I, I, I don't well, I just, but how do you describe it? It, you just, it, it was every LSU Florida game. It really was just a continuation of the last one. And I was like, well, I mean, what are you going to do list possessions here? But luckily things opened up just a hair. So I was able to give some sleight of hand. I basically talked about how things opened up in the fourth quarter and Florida took advantage. Oh yeah. And the most important possession of the game resulted in a punt by the home team that went 61 yards. That was the most important possession of the game. It really was. It was, I mean, dude, it was a hell of a punt. Honestly, it was great, but it was credit to Joe Burrow. Credit to Joe Burrow throws the pick six 
comes out and then it's drop, drop, drop. Like had, had passes, had yeah. made a hell of a fourth and 19 pass. I'll say that. I don't want to talk. I don't want to reinforce any Daniel Danielsonism too much, but he did point out that like take one or two of those drops away. It's a different situation with Grantham. Yeah. Suddenly he blitzes everybody. Then he sends three. Then he blitzes everybody. Then he sends three. It's a very weird gamble, right? <laughs> Just go ahead and put that in the back of your mind for like, oh, I don't know the cocktail party. Okay. Uh, number 13, Scotty. God, impressed. Bad. Eh, they're not that bad. Nebraska's pretty bad, dude. Well, they're 71st. They're, I mean, for, for 0 and 5, they're very good. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Man, put that on a t-shirt. Um, yeah. Wisconsin, 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 Nebraska. And congratulations. That's a Paul Chris on the sidelines where I was like, man, he really wants this like way yeah. more than he'd want to win over. He a did win seem to be team. a little, the, the corners of the mouth were a little more yeah. uh, tucked when he was talking yesterday. I don't know what that was about. By the way, congrats in advance to Wisconsin. They play our number five team of the week next week. And the number five team in the S&P Plus rankings has basically sucked every single week. So congrats. Okay. Spoilers. Okay. Uh, Number 12 is Appalachian State, which you mentioned earlier. They are a mere three and one. Yeah. A mere three and one. Um, Number 11 is undefeated West Virginia. Didn't watch this. Yeah, they, this this might look a little weird. They moved up uh, after kind of beating Kansas by an underwhelming margin. But uh, everything I always talk about turnovers and randomness. Uh, West, West Virginia threw three red zone interceptions. That probably mm. doesn't happen if they play again. No, but they're good. Um, I know the whole world was focused on Red River, but uh, West Virginia could win the Big 12. It's very possible, guys. Well, I mean, it's a hell of a lot more likely now that uh, Oklahoma has – Texas is under, I'm, I'm just going to feed into this dumbassness for a second. Texas is undefeated in conference play, Bill. They're back. Sure, yeah. They're totally back, Bill. Uh, number 10 is uh, Washington. You didn't watch it, but they won. No. Can we just I, say that every week now? I felt bad, too, because there was a point where I, I was flipping through, like, okay, fine, cool. Washington's finally uh, on in a time where I can – oh, God, I'm not watching this. I'm watching Kentucky, Texas A&M. Never mind. Look, man, we we're, we are uh, Washington stands, right? Because we're trying to get, we're trying to pull the, the gimmick on <laughs> them, right? Yeah, like get out there and stuff. Everything I just said, I didn't actually say that. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is like it's they're kind of boring. They went yeah, a lot. I mean, they didn't play well. They they you know they weren't really ever threatened by UCLA, but it was within a touchdown. It was within one stupid break of losing to a winless team. Fourteen point fourth quarter. That's the I had long since stopped paying attention to it, and then and then I was actually scrolling through finals this morning. And I was like, oh, they closed that gap um yeah they won again there washington um but they need to start beating people to death because we'll see how it shakes out uh, yeah. i know every time i get myopic about chalk you, you you talk me out of it so we won't do that nine number nine is ucf five and oh still the best team in the, in the g5 probably certainly probably smu smu is hard to uh yeah, I think SMU is better than they were a month ago, but they obviously weren't uh, any competition there. It was funny, by the way, this morning on Twitter. I like Dykes. Sure. I, I, no, I, I mean, I'm like, I think it's a good hire. I think it works. I think like, I think he's, uh, for the situation they were in replacing Morris, I think it was the best hire they could have made. Um, uh, this morning on UCF, because it's UCF, um, <laughs> and because it, I, I love you guys to death, night fans, uh, you are just uh, eagle eyes for anything to be mad about. Um, somebody asked me about Cincinnati this morning. 
Um, and, and I just said, I'm starting to, it was in reference to potentially a humongous UCF Cincinnati game on the horizon, uh, in terms of new year's six potential and all that. Yeah. Um, I basically said, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm talking myself into the, he's a Cincinnati fan. So I said, I'm talking myself into them, but I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. Um, a UCF fan jumps in and just says, what do you mean? Is 18 in a row? Not enough for you. What, what more do you need to know to, to be talked, to talk yourself into oh this team? God. Oh my God, dude. I thought that was pretty clear who I was talking about there, but God bless you guys uh you are always awesome. i hate and i hate to feed into it too because i think ucf will beat them by like by like two or three scores I Cincinnati up, is ahead of schedule and that's great yes. but they got a lot of work to do well and, and they're and, still being dragged down by um preseason projections too they're they're only at 40th right now uh but part of that is because they're projected like 80th or whatever there are they are rising their defense is good and i actually their their offense is kind of explosions based and so you don't quite have enough consistency there but i ended up somehow watching a lot more of tulane cincinnati than i expected to yesterday it's just it's a fast athletic team and i like it a lot i I mean i'm picking ucf you know (laughs) when i have to but i I like this cincinnati team quite a bit uh notre dame's good notre dame's good Notre Dame's good. Did you, did you watch? How much did you watch yesterday? I did, <laughs> like two drives. Uh, That's more about Virginia Tech than anything else. Yeah, te- yeah. I, I, just, I was impressed. I mean, Notre Dame just they're handling it. I, I, I said this phrase a billion times on the show, but they're handling their business. They had this hostile crowd, and Metallica t- speaks to Virginia Tech fans before the game, and all this stuff. And, and Notre Dame's up ten nothing in like a minute. They're good. I'm going to come to terms. There's nothing that comes to terms with They're, they're good. They're good. Flat out. I like him, but he, he makes quick decisions. Um, and that's going to serve him pretty well. The change they made has turned them into yeah. a completely different team. Yep. Without and a doubt. And they're eight, the only reason they're eighth and probably not fifth right now is because the first three games still count basically. And, and but the, the blessing for them, Catholic pun intended, they beat Michigan. They didn't lose to Michigan. Yep. It's yeah. as simple as that. And that, that game is going to come back to haunt Michigan. I did not think that game would have as much impact on the stretch as it seems like it's going to have. Number seven is Penn State. Number six uh, is Oklahoma. I want to talk about them in a second because we're going to run through. Here's the deal. We're going to run through the rest. Yep. Uh, number five is Michigan destroyed Maryland. Uh, I don't have anything new to say about Michigan. No. It was great. Michigan they they, they dilly dallied enough early on to make you for just a, uh, for a second go, wait, are they going to mess around and then lose to Maryland? And then they're yeah. just like, no, no, we're not going to do that. And they went and won. So real fast, kind of in order and how engaged I was, honestly, in, in this order, or, or not engaged, but uh, at least how dominant the teams were maybe. Number four is Ohio State. They beat Indiana. Number three is Georgia. They beat Vanderbilt. Number four is Clemson. They beat Wake. And then number one is Alabama, and they, you know, evaporated was Arkansas. Um, Nothing to say about any of that. (laughs) I just, and when we get to the top of the board, everybody thinks I'm being snarky, and I don't want to. It's just that they, they, we have right now an issue, Bill, where Alabama is by far the best team in college football. Mm -hmm. Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and maybe Notre Dame occupy the second tier for me. Then there's another tier of every freaking other (laughs) team in college football. Yep. It has a winning record, and then the other tier are the teams that suck. And yep. maybe Auburn is plummeting through there. I don't know. But this so this like, is why this is why a show like a show like ours, as opposed to a show where you pretty much have to only talk about the top five teams, really comes in handy. Because oh my god, I like we are we're kind of out of things to say. 
Um, I don't know how in the world you could go on radio and I have friends who do it. I should ask and do three hours on like any of these teams, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio state. I, I, I don't know how, honestly, even well, Notre Dame's slightly interesting just because of the, of the, the QB change, but right. like, Yeesh. Uh, so yeah, Red River with the time that we have remaining, which is two minutes. Oh wow! Um, I saw the gamut of reactions <laughs> because of the way that this game was played. Yeah, and the fact that Oklahoma came back in the fourth the way they did, the fact Texas just started to like poop itself um, in what what otherwise would have been kind of that referendum sea change moment. Blah 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 blah. And then it was like another fourth quarter from hell in Dallas for them. So what we're left with, I saw everything. I saw it'll be a long time before Oklahoma is ever favored in this rivalry again. And I was thinking, even when they were down by three scores, I was like, no, not really. No. I mean, it, it definitely <laughs> could kind of be the ball on the ground. Like Texas, yeah. Texas took advantage of their opportunities, but it was, yeah, it wasn't ever like it was, you know, they have dominated this game. So I don't know if Texas is back. I don't think Oklahoma went anywhere. It is a three-point game at the end. That was it. It's a rivalry game. It is hands down one of the most unique situations in sports, the way that stadium works, the emotion. It's yeah. just a – it is a probably number one I would I would preach to you all if you were doing bucket list destinations for games to see in person. Um, and it ends with a freshman kicker making a field goal. To me, <laughs> it's just like you can take so much out of this, and you can also take so little. I think Texas has a quarterback for sure, right? Texas has a quarterback. Yeah. Like yeah. the first quarterback they've had since McCoy, maybe. I, the, the, the frustrating thing for, for me with Texas, and first of all, uh, to all the Texas fans mad at me because their team didn't rise after beating Oklahoma in this game. Um, by the way, post-game win expectancy in this game was 91% Oklahoma because of the drastic like 9.2 yards per play to 6.7 and all those things. But um, first of all, I just know that I was happy at the end of the game because I had already written about an 800-word kind of recap about Texas and um, – you know, everything I always talk about on this show about, you know, playing up to for the big games, but then letting their guard down in the lesser games and how that's the kind of the last step of the progress. So I was happy that they won so I could still use that. I didn't have to erase it all and write about something different. But uh, this, this was uh, Texas is very frustrating because every time I see them play well, it reminds me that they play like crap half the year. And, and, um, and that's just very frustrating. Like Colin Johnson and little John, uh, little John, God, I've said, I've called him that like 12 times over the last year and a half, little Jordan Humphrey, um, 15 catches for 214 yards and two scores. The way they dominate when they, when they're playing well, it just makes you wonder like, why the hell do you go like four games without that happening? Like why you, it's just been such an inconsistency problem. But, you know, we saw, a, you know, a freshman running back running the ball really well yesterday, a sophomore quarterback making, you know, some mistakes here and there, but he still had 314 yards and two scores. He still ran, like, converted every third and two. Um, but you've got Humphrey and Johnson, and you've got a defense that was able to, to well, take advantage of mistakes, but also make some plays um, against maybe the best offense in the country. You've got the pieces now. Show it against Baylor. Show it against uh, whoever the hell else is left that you're absolutely supposed to win. Play like that against uh, like all the like with the West Virginias and the Oklahoma States in Stillwater and all that. Like do more now. Um, you're not back, but you will be if you keep playing like that. So keep playing like that. Bill, yo, that's it. That's your top twenty-five in the S and P Plus. We will see you Tuesday.